This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the program. A little later on, we're going to check out, or pardon me, we're going to catch up with Rashav Sharma, the founder of the Peace Region Badminton and Recreational Club. He started the club to share his love of badminton with locals, and he's pretty good at it, too, because he's preparing to compete in the BC Winter Games next week in Vernon. He has represented uh, Canada before as well on the international stage. But first... The In Canoe Swim Club has a new coach, uh, a new head coach, after the search started, I believe, even into last summer. So they went a little while without one, but we're very glad she's here. We're very pleased to welcome Carmen Escobar to Moose Talks. Carmen, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking some time uh, to chat with us today. Um, I know you've, uh, we were chatting before the show, you've actually been here since January. So you're th- kind of three months into this gig uh, almost but uh for people who don't know you can you tell us a bit about yourself and 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 your journey to come to fort st john as the uh, head coach of Incanoe? yeah well um i am originally from mexico i coached there for about 10 years Mm -hmm. 11 years um then i moved to canada in ontario in hamilton i was the head coach of hamilton aquatic club for 10 years and then i decided ontario it's a little hard um for me and my kid, and I wanted to seek other adventures and other routines for her and I, mm-hmm. and I moved to Yukon for okay. three years, so I, I had a blast there, a bit of a different experience, even though it's the same country, mm-hmm. um, different conditions, and then um, I went, I had family in Ontario, so mm-hmm. I went back for a little bit, a few months, and I decided, no, I like northern communities a lot better. It's a different sense, yes. I, uh, I definitely enjoy that a lot. And I found this club was seeking for a head coach, and I applied, and here I am. Wonderful. Yes. Um, in Mexico, I mean, part of your coaching career, you were coaching the national team, I believe also at the Olympics. Is that right? That is correct. I was, uh, I was part of the staff in the Olympics in 2008. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Beijing. I was part of the staff in World Championships in Rome in 2009, uh, World Championship short course in Manchester to, 2007, and um, several other World Cups and Grand Prix in the U.S. It was a journey that helped me travel a lot and learn a lot, met a lot of new people, had mm-hmm. connections that I still currently have. And that experience brought me to Canada, actually. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. So like, I suppose the people in Hamilton reached out to you and said, we'd, we'd love to have you come work for us, given the, the pedigree you'd established in, in coaching swimming, eh? Yes, it was, uh, it was a very, uh, I, came, I came with part of the national team to nationals in Montreal in 2009, in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I met the head coach of Hamilton Aquatic Club there at that time. And we connect and long story short, I was working for him in September. I see. Yes. <laughs> so before you ended up as a head coach, though, were you swimming kind of at a competitive level too then? I swam for a little bit. My whole family, I have a large family, yeah. um, have five siblings. Uh, two of them were Olympians as well. Wow. Um, I coached them since they were eight and then brought them all the way to the Olympics. 
Um, and uh, I swam until I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I, I did nationals and all of that in my country. And I decided um, I wanted to do other sports, but I wanted to stay connected to swimming. So I, I did Taekwondo for a little bit. And then I decided to help the head coach of my club back then. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started my career when I was 15. Okay. At 17, I became a head coach. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up in Hamilton and you're, I guess you're like an assistant coach. I don't know what the best term for it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, you said from there you ended up in Whitehorse. Was that kind of a head coaching opportunity then that you were ready to sort of take a leap, as it were, into being the, the boss of the whole show? Um, no, I coach for my head coach in Hamilton one year and oh, okay. then he moved to a different <clears throat> position. Mm-hmm. So I competed for the head coach, the head coach position in Hamilton as well. There was like 15 applicants and it was a very, it's a, the second oldest club in Canada. So it has a very large tradition. Yeah. So when he left, the position was open. So a lot of people applied and I had to compete. It was my first year and I got it. Like, I think the club was very happy with how I perform the year I was assisting my head coach. And they, they gave me the opportunity. And I carried the club for a decade after that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Well, I remember we had um, some, uh, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, I think, from the board of directors of In Canoe on this uh, swim club on the show in the fall when the, the search for the head coach was kind of underway. And as I understand it, there's a great need for coaches in swimming. And yes. so it's it's kind of a good market for somebody looking for a job in that sense. So you said you'd gone back to Ontario and you saw that Fort St. John was looking for it. What attracted you to this place? And you said, you know, I think I could come in and and make an impact here and enjoy the community. What what was it about Fort St. John and In Canoe that made you want to come here? Well, um, I, my experience in Whitehorse was very rewarding. It didn't work out because um, I travel a lot and my kid is still young and I was very much apart from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely, the, the feeling of community and the sense of community was a lot stronger in communities in the north. Mm-hmm. So when I started to reach out to the board of directors here, I, they interviewed me and it felt right mm-hmm. like it was just we understood each other and we knew we can work together very well and i came and visit um in december and mm-hmm. i just thought this is my spot this is what i can do i love challenges that are um that had to do with smaller clubs making a big wave yeah i love that type of feeling and i love that type of uh history um i know what i'm doing i learn through the process as well because you work with different people and you never know what you can encounter so adaptation is key and uh i thought that the conditions were perfect for me to grow as a person as well for my kid to adapt with me as well and and walk with me and for the club to build with me together Mm -hmm. so it was just the right the right ingredients as well i think that's what made me thinking this is the right move this is what i want to settle this is what i want to stay for a while mm-hmm. and make a big impact and as soon as i started coaching the kids in january i thought okay this is this is going to fly very well and so far we're connecting very good we're getting along mm-hmm. they are picking up very well to what i'm demanding and uh so far the experience has been very much what i have been looking for mm-hmm. And I think this town has a lot of potential. 
Wonderful. Yes. Um, now, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a lot about swimming, but as I understand it, kind of between the last head coach and you, uh, the kids or the, the people in, in canoe were on, I don't remember the term for it, but they essentially conditioning, uh, and they weren't really advancing because they didn't have a head coach to do so. So how much of a challenge was that for you to come in and then say, okay, now we're going to do this, and, and was there a lot of rust with the kids and sort of going from this sort of uh, way of or method of thinking in terms of training to now we're going back to let's get up to our kind of our com- our competitive get our competitive uh, competitiveness back up <laughs> so that we can go you know back to tournaments and whatnot and start advancing again yes um even when there is this club went through that transition right they lost their head coach and yeah. they had a not head coach for four months even when there is a back-to-back head coaches, the transition is always hard because we are different. Mm-hmm. Josh's Josh philosophy is different than mine. So even if I replaced Josh right away, it would have been rough for them. Um, so I think, and then they, they face also pool closure, right? There was a pool yeah. closure on top of that. There was yeah. no head coach and then an extended pool closure. So when I started, they were significantly behind with regards to, with reference to other clubs, right? I know where we should be at in January and they were not there mm-hmm. for all these factors, right? So um, at the beginning, they the swimmers did find it a little difficult, but I think my personality helps a little bit or I try to make it as doable as possible for mm-hmm. them. Um, and right now, I don't think the swimmers have any idea yet of how far they have come in three months. Um, with their fitness level and their physical shape. And we have raced a couple of times. We went to Grand Prairie. <laughs> Grand Prairie. <I> yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> that word is always difficult for me <laughs> for some reason. So we went there uh, and we had a blast and a great time. And then we went to Red Deer. Mm-hmm. That's easier for me. <laughs> and that was also very good notes for us they perform well they are kind of catching up they are if not swimming faster than what they used to they are at their level that they were before Mm -hmm. which is important because swimming is a very jealous sport like if you're not consistently working it gets mad at you and you just instead of going one step forward you go 10 10 steps back Hmm. so it's very because it's not we're not aquatics Mm -hmm. we're people trying to swim fast in the water Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's a sport that requires a lot of attention and a lot of detail and a lot of dedication to move one quarter of a step, mm-hmm. right? Like it just, it's just the way it is. And I think uh, we have gained um, territory with regards to other clubs and other people. We're not there yet, but I'm taking them to Mexico right now for a training camp that they haven't done. Mm-hmm. This particular group have, have not been, or have that experience before. So we're all hype, and a training camp is the purpose of the training camp is to move forwards a little faster because mm-hmm. all you do is swimming. Uh, you don't have school, you don't have a response, you don't have anything else other than swimming and focus on swimming. So I'm looking to speed it up a little bit and offer them another opportunity to grow. Right? Wow. Yes. When, so, are you, <clears throat> when do you take them to Mexico? Is that coming up soon? We leave tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so for spring break, essentially. Yes, we're okay. there for 10 days. Okay. And it's, yes. That's... 
Now, in that 10 days, you said they're, they're basically they're swimming all the time. Is there going to be any time for a little <laughs> bit of fun since you'll be in Mexico after all? Um, uh, we sure will have. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of tours that I want them to know. I mean, uh, when I, I normally take my teams out for training camp, even in December or in March break or both. Yeah. It's important for them to experience other cultures and other ways of seeing uh, swimming and people and food and everything. Uh, so whenever I do training camps, we do focus on training, and that's responsibility number one. But we get to get out there and try new things like food. That's something that everybody's exciting and nervous about, but we'll do that. I'll take them to Tulum and snorkeling and things like that, yes. And we will be posting on Instagram everything we do. <laughs> so that the community knows what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, well, Carmen, uh, I really uh, I'm appreciative of the fact that you took a few minutes to chat with us today. Thank you so very much and uh, have fun in Mexico, I suppose. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're very that's welcome. Awesome. Uh, that's Carmen Escobar, the uh, new head coach of the In Canoe Swim Club here in Fort St. John. We'll be right back to talk badminton with Rishav Sharma right after this on the Moose Talks. Welcome back to the show. I'm Doug. Up, Craig. Now we're going to talk all about badminton in the Peace region. And uh, we're here now with the guy running all of it. His name's Rishav Sharma, and we're very glad he's here. Rishav, uh, thank you so much for being on Moose Talks today. Thank you so much for inviting today. So uh, tell me a bit about uh, badminton in general. When did you start playing, and, and, and when did you realize like you love it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, uh, it's been almost 12 years. I was in, I think, grade when I first started mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to my, my cousin's sister she, she, she was playing badminton and uh, so after her I, I was like oh yeah I should give it a try and then uh, I started the school team and then uh, went on and then I, back in India I'm talking about I see and then uh, I played for my school and then played for the state we have the states oh, there okay. and then I made up to the national team and I won a few national uh, championships in the in the para badminton back in 2011 to 2014 mm-hmm. and uh, then i started uh, my like started taking interest in the coaching as well on the side mm-hmm. and then in 2016 i moved to canada and then i started playing in canada and first time i represented canada back in 2017 in the u.s international para badminton games and uh, i'm I uh, got a bronze medal there at the at those tournament there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is is uh, badminton a really popular sport in India? Or? Oh, in in whole Asia, yeah. I would say it's it's really growing sport and it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when you started, it was like a club team. Then you said you started the kind of the school team, or you got on the school team. And yes, and and then I went to the professional side of the badminton. First, I was thinking it was just a activity or just a it's a evening mm-hmm. sport to play. And then once I'm in, and then I realized no, if I if I want to take it serious, I have to put some more time in it and uh, more yeah. practice seriously. So we used to do actually uh, eight hours a day badminton sessions a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Uh, at what moment did you realize that maybe you have, you obviously put some work into it, but also you just had like a skill for it that would allow you to maybe be elite and get to play at kind of professional levels, as you say, if you keep working at it more? Was there a time where you suddenly went, oh, I'm maybe better at this than a lot of the people I'm playing? Yes, because uh, before starting it, uh, like professionally, I used to play with my cousins and friends in, at home, playing with some uh, like 
back air badminton kind of thing yeah. and uh, i was i was okay i wasn't that great so when i started playing in actual gym with the actual floor and lighting and stuff i was like oh that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's good so yeah that that then i think i realized oh no this i can i can give it a try first i was thinking well i'll just give uh, maybe a couple of years and see if uh, where, where i go with that and uh, then it's been 13 14 years still wow. going <laughs> So you said you were playing kind of at the professional level. You represented uh, your state kind mm-hmm. of in, in yeah. some tournaments and, and on whatnot. Fast forward to when you come to Fort St. John. What brings you here, first of all? Uh, I came as a student at the Northern Lights College. I yeah. did uh, my business management there and uh, from 2016 to 2018. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the reason I came to Fort St. John. And that's the first place I moved to in Canada. So yeah. straight from India to Fort St. John. And when you came, were you like, I'm, I'm going to keep playing badminton here? At first, I was uh, like, even when I was uh, thinking to move to Canada, I was looking at the Fort St. John and searching badminton clubs in Fort St. John. So there was <laughs> one they saying, oh, they, there's a group they play every Wednesday and Sunday at this certain school. So when I got here second day, I reached out to the person who was running the program. I said, oh, I want to I wanna start. And she said, oh, yeah, we'll give you a trial. We'll take your trial. If you're good enough, you can join the club or something. So I went in and uh, tried. So okay. that, with that uh, club now and how big was the club kind of at the time when you uh, i would say we probably had 15 uh, to 20 people showing mm-hmm. up every every practice that time okay mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> in 2019 um you end up kind of taking over sort of managing or leading the club and then you expand it for the kind of the kids to play as well right, yeah. uh, tell me a bit about that and kind of what's changed since then because i think kind of everything's gotten bigger since then hey exactly yeah and uh so uh, in 2019 i uh, actually in uh, 2017 18 when i first came came in 2016 and in 2018 i went to the bc winter games yeah but as a adult supervisor so there was a, a team from prince george and the coach from prince george she invited me to to join her as a adult supervisor okay. and that time for zone eight team we all the athletes were from prince george we didn't have any athletes in fort st john so that's the first time when i uh, i participated in the bc winter games mm-hmm. and uh, in 2019 when i when i started running the club and realizing oh, we we don't have any programs for the kids in town and there are a lot of kids and the parents who want their kids to give it a try to badminton so in 2019 i started the the kids program and uh, that time i think uh, i had about uh, 15 to 16 kids started the club started first time in the club mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah and then uh, passed the year and then the covid came and we didn't play yeah. but uh, right now after covid into like right now we have at least uh, i would say 40 plus athletes playing every wow. wednesday and friday mm-hmm. and 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 how serious would you say it's getting in terms of competitiveness i mean you are going to the winter games of course uh, next week mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean you, you've got some good players i suppose playing for you yeah they're pretty good and uh, yeah we did the trials last year uh actually 2021 for the bc winter game so it was a trial so top eight players made it to the team Mm -hmm. so and now i would say it's getting uh competitive because of some players have been playing badminton in my club from 2019 and of course now they're a little better and uh, now the new players are coming in and they're looking at those senior players saying oh they're they're good so i want to want to play against them and want to beat the beat the game so wow yeah it is it's getting there but i'm uh what my plan was and uh we're still working on it mm-hmm. it, it must be fairly satisfying for you to watch 
this have happened kind of in your time here to see the club grow to that point where the senior players are inspiring the new kind of junior players to be better mm-hmm. all kind of under your tutelage really eh? yeah yeah and i i know like uh i still have uh like out of 40 i think uh t- at least 20 kids i have from the beginning like from mm-hmm. 2019 they've been the club they've been with the club and uh, those players who were st- who started when they were in the in the middle school or the elementary school now they're in the high school yeah so now they're playing in the high school team and now the middle school kids are getting trained with the high school kids and getting more good competition and uh, yeah and um, uh, I'm also started working because as we are growing growing we're gonna need more coaches so I have one other uh, as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be my student, and he's still a student. He's in the high school, and he helps me with the with the programs to run with the with the little ones. Wonderful. And uh, you, I mean, you mentioned elementary school. So, who's kind of the youngest player who's playing for you right now? Uh, age eight, I wow. would say. Age eight is the 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 youngest I have, and uh, the oldest is seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess after eighteen, they could go on to the kind of the adult uh, adult club, one. Yeah, yes. Okay. And the adult club has grown too, I suppose. But yes, eh? we have a lot of good players. Like uh, some people are working in sightsee, and uh, they're from Vancouver. They're from uh, Calgary, and they play competitive in 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 Calgary. Vancouver. Oh, okay. So they come here. They do. Oh, there's a badminton club, so they come in and they see it's not that bad. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good players in this town too. Yeah. So yeah. It's good. Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, Rashad. But thank you so much for coming by today. And uh, good luck at the BC Winter Games, by the thank way. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the Winter Games are next week. They start next on Thursday. Next week, uh, Thursday, uh, March 23rd to 26th. It's at, in the Vernon. Yeah. And then uh, Badminton is in Kelowna. So we will be flying next Wednesday. Awesome. We look forward to seeing how uh, everyone turns out. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Uh, That's Rishav Sharma, the uh, uh, founder of the, or one of the founders anyway, the Peace Region Badminton and Recreational Club. Our thanks to our guests today, Carmen Escobar and Rishav Sharma for joining us. If you missed this episode or you just want to hear it again, you can always listen back to the podcast version over at Energetic City dot ca slash podcast or you can seek out the video it'll be in the video section of either the moose fm or the energetic city.ca facebook page well that's the show for today the producers of moose talks are jordan prentice and trey lopashinsky i'm dub craig be well Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.